Okay, so this other side, the next part of my story, right? So I'm on this kick right now. I've been prompted to talk about this topic that I'm about to talk about because I was recently in this beautiful conversation with someone where it was basically the conversation led to talking about healing our feminine side of ourselves so that we can heal the masculine side of ourselves and and why that's so important and what does healing the feminine side of ourselves look like and and it just blew my mind because I hadn't realized that I've been working on healing the feminine side of myself for like the last 14 years and that is a big deal to me you know like like I I had never it never occurred to me that it ever would be you know like growing up as I mentioned before, I was super entrenched in the competitive masculine nature of everything. Public school life, competitive sports, um, you know, tackle, like, sports, you know, and and just super rigid in my goals and leadership movement towards everything up the mountain kind of style. Like, very much live that way. And then, you know, became 19, 20-ish. And within like a year, I suddenly had a husband, suddenly had a baby growing in me, and was suddenly learning a lot about submitting into this feminine nature within me to be able to help me process through the first six months of pregnancy for the first time ever, and, and allowing myself to understand what it would mean to soften, to slow down, to actually take time for an actual inhale breath and an actual exhale breath and and being nurtured by both, right? Inhale being like a yin kind of feminine receiving and an exhale like a yang, like pushing out anything else that isn't important and like pushing out that breath kind of as a protective um, barrier, I guess. And but then also an inhale of trust and receiving, right? So so then I move forward. I have a baby, and and the first you know six months of having a baby, I'm also learning again all of this idea of like what does it mean to like take time to mother this child in a way that a feminine mother might do it, right? And and how could I do that, right? Like, and so it was quite an experience, you know. I was very businesslike at first as a mom, like do this, 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 and this, all the do's. But over time, of course, I realized that my my roughness and structuredness that I had kind of been raised with feeling like that's how you do life, like it it always fell short, you know? And and over time I realized that yes, between me and my husband, he has naturally more feminine natural energy than I have masculine natural energy, right? Um but we've both been learning how to balance it out either way, right? So it's been quite an experience that way. And then and then so, you know, along the journey between me having this first baby, there who's a girl, and then there was this 3-year gap right? The three-year gap was because every year I had a miscarriage. And and I didn't realize it at the time, but within that three-year gap, there was a huge barrier of me being able to have a baby, go full pregnancy and birth kind of thing that I didn't even realize was inhibiting my ability to until after the fact. And I took some time to reflect and be like, oh, I really think that's what it was about. And basically what it was for me in my 
thought process of like reflecting back was that in those in that period of time that was my husband's first three years of school right first three years of living as this protector provider kind of person and and in a lot of ways it was too much right like it was just too much it was just it was crushing him in ways that that caused a lot of depression a lot of stress and I was constantly praying for his survival, basically, right? You know, I was constantly just praying, how can I help, right? Like, is there anything that I could possibly do to help in this kind of a situation? And the answer always came, just love him, right? I, I couldn't, my hands were tied. I could not do anything to help the person that I loved the most, you know? My hands were tied in kind of a feminine approach, to comfort him, to love him. And that's, that's, that's been my instruction ever since then. I realized that's my baseline foundation of how we do our lives together. You know, anytime I get a little bit tizzied out of like, am I supposed to do this or this or this or this? And the bottom line answer has always been just love him, right? What could loving him look like in the most plain and simple and and comforting kind of way, right? It doesn't have to be over the top anything. It's just love him, right? And make sure that that is, that, that I'm wearing that energy outfit basically, right? And, and that as, lo- as much as possible, I never really take it off. That I, I kind of seal myself in this just love him kind of decision, right? It's like, it, it's been quite a transformative thing to approach every aspect of our lives together uh, in the process of just love him. You know, that's the highest priority that debunks everything. You know, if I can just focus on just love him, right? So I didn't even realize I was going to talk about that. But, you know, even with the just love him, there was still lots of struggle. There was like a good chunk of maybe even a year of huge struggle of, of his mental health just, just tanking, tanking, tanking. And, and then it wasn't until he got some mentorship from a really great person that we met that took time to teach him really important life skills, like emotional life skills to start incorporating into his life. Um, but also like being able to kind of help him go through a process of letting go, you know, like that, that was really important for that to be addressed, for his deep, deep wound pain to be addressed and for it to be able to actually be plucked up and, and let go. Right. So then over the period of a 24 hour time, you know, leading up to this moment of meeting this mentor, my pregnancy was failing, right? Like, you know, the tests were coming back that my baby was going to die any day. And then he goes and meets this mentor that that's able to just kind of like pull out this disease that he was feeling and just toss it away, you know, help him process through that. And then within like 24 hours, you know, like he was a different human being, right? He actually was. He was a different human being he actually was able to have energy to be able to do some, you know, exercises and, and try to create some different affirmations and just his whole focus of life shifted in that 24-hour period, right? Or 180. It was like a 180 switch, right? 
And so he healed, which in turn also indirectly, but but not surprisingly because women were subtle, right? Like we we thrive in the subtleties of everything. So because he shifted, it created a subtle change in me and my baby survived, right? Like there was no more results coming back that it was going to be a miscarriage. He just kept growing, right? And and yeah, he was breech and yeah, like we were preparing for that, you know, we were going to be moving forward to go to the hospital. But in my preparation phase of trying to help him turn and all of this kind of thing, there was that other side of me that was like, what if it's like an emotional thing? So basically almost every day I would call up, you know, an energy healer, friend, family member person and be like, hey, let's work through something because I have another trigger that's come up and let's let's see if we can process this, right? And I had all these triggers that came up during this birth that was just so many false beliefs and so many old patterns that I was just like, holy smokes, I have no idea what this is all about. But I always had a person to process it with that was a woman, right? Like, and and could just help me work through those experiences in a feminine kind of way that was just so um, holding space for that and everything, right? So I was able to go through a good, you know, three months of my life leading up to that birth, just being able to process so much healing, right? So much healing. And, and so much just like, I remember a lot of the triggers that came up and a lot of the, the healing that was happening had a lot to do with the mother-daughter relationships in my life, right? So that was really key. Um, and then leading up to the birth, it was quite fascinating because it was literally my favorite birth I had ever had. I've had five births now. And my second birth with this baby, breech baby, unassisted in the bathroom was literally the best ever right? All I knew was that I was contracting hands and knees on the yoga mat, like in and out every 10 minutes. Then I go to the bathroom to just chat with my husband. And then there's this deep, deep contraction, right? This like roller coaster ride contraction, right? And I'm like, I like basically drop, right? Like I'm just like, holy smokes, what is going on? It just felt like baby just boom, like adjusted into a place where he was coming, right? And I was like, whoa, what was that, right? And then it happened like three more times, I think, you know, intermittent between a few, a minute or seconds or whatever. And then suddenly I'm like, I'm like groaning, right? I'm like, whoa, right? Like, and just, it's like all the energy's going down. And then suddenly my husband's like, I see our baby. I'm like, what? You see the baby, right? Like, I have no idea what you know, like it just was so, so fast that, that there was no concept. Like I didn't truly believe that I was actually going to be birthing the baby within the next five minutes, you know, like of all of that roller coaster contractions. And, and then there my husband was, he's like, our baby's here. I'm like, holy smokes, the baby's here. And, you know, like, and, and it was just like, it was the softest most beautiful, tender, like the next 15 minutes of him holding our baby and then me noticing he's a little boy and then me getting to hold him to my chest with no interruption. There was nobody there to like poke or prod or do anything, right? Like they were, it was just me and my husband and we, I just got to nurse my baby and it was just this beautiful moment of quiet. It was the most beautiful, quiet moment 
almost I have ever experienced in my whole life, which which is kind of symbolic because a lot of the times when I'm with this child, holy smokes, we get to enjoy so much of similar interests together. We are just so connected in such a special way that I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of it had to do with all the healing that I had during the birth and and all of the leading up and how meaningful this child was because because we had hoped for a child for so many years and then here he was and he was alive and well and he was with me and we just and he was our first boy you know like there was just so much meaning about this birth and and the softness of the, of his coming you know yes it was intense but after the fact it was just all soft it was just all slow paced beautiful. Yes, the emergency people came eventually after because they were called and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, and they, you know, they asked, oh, do you need to go to the hospital now? I'm like, no, we're good. Baby's out. We're good. And then thankfully my midwife was there to be like, yeah, we're good. You can go now. You know, you were just called just in case, but there's nothing going on here that needs much help. So that was awesome. Right. And then I just got to walk over to my bed and be like, I have a baby. I went to the bathroom and came out with a baby. <laughs> so anyways, that was, that was incredible. That was just, and that's the power of feminine energy, right? Like feminine energy is not weak. Feminine energy is able to bring about massive change in subtle ways, right? That's what I'm trying to say here. 